The Playhouse and That's Not Canon Productions acknowledge the Yuggera people, traditional custodians of the land on which we are recording this show today and all surrounding areas where we live, learn and work. We also pay our respects to Elders past, present and emerging. Hello there, Rumi. Hello. <laughs> I was going to say, you know that thing from Robin Williams that goes, good morning, Vietnam. Yeah. But good morning, Rumi's. That sounded awful. <laughs> or good afternoon or good evening. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Never thought about the time you guys are going to be listening to this, actually. What time do you listen? Let us know. I want to talk to you a little bit about stage fright or nerves. Do you experience them? <gasps> of course. Yeah. Who doesn't? Who doesn't get the nerves? I think I think nerves are a good thing. I think it's like it's a sign that you care. So yeah, I like. I mean, I always get them. It's varying extents mm. depending on what the the thing is. But I get like really nauseous and I get like the teeth chatters okay. and they they won't stop. Yeah, I'll be there freaking out. But like I won't be able to say my lines if my teeth are going chomp 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 chomp. Yeah, I don't know what happens to you when you're nervous and, or stage Friday or I'm knocking on wood. Nothing's happened yet, but mm-hmm. it's always just those pre nerves. Of mm. thinking of the worst case scenario of what's going to happen when you're on stage. Because it's all you. Everyone's yeah. looking at you. You mm. have nowhere to go unless you're going to be running away, crying and saying, I don't know what I just did. What the heck was that? I'm a flop. <laughs> While we're talking about stage fright and nerves and whatnot, mm. what are your thoughts on thinking on the spot? More specifically, improving. I like. I enjoy it. Yeah. Obviously, I'm not great at it. I haven't had any any specialist no. training or anything, but I don't. Yeah. I don't. It doesn't send me into nightmare territory. Mm. But it is an important skill, improving and the whole world of it. Which, funny yeah. enough, we're going to be talking about an important guest from Big Fork Theatre. We are now. Who is this cheeky guest we've got on today? Rosa. Rosa. Definitely. Now she is one of the directors. A one of five. One of five. There's a team. There's a, there's a bit of a team there of big the founders. Th- the founders. The founders of Big Fork Theatre. Yeah. Our next guest is no stranger to the spot of improv. You may know her as a co-founder of the group Big Fork Theatre, and who are becoming an absolute staple in the Brisbane improv scene. So we'll hopefully learn something today, which is exciting. SOS Rosa. Help us, please. We need all the help we can get. <laughs> all righty. So excited. Let's do this. Woo. Welcome to the podcast, Rosa. How are you? I'm good. We're so excited to have you here because we're going to talk all about improv. Improvisation. (laughs) Exciting. So with people that are not, oh, I would say non-theatre people, because obviously any artist should know what improv is, (laughs) what is improvisation? Basically, uh, improv is uh, the shortening of improvisation, and it's basically just um, Theatre that's made up on the spot. There's like a whole bunch of different types of ways to do it. But I would sort of classify it as basically a genre of theatre, but where you don't have a script. Yeah. Um, for us at Big Fork Theatre, our company, um, we do uh, comedy sort of focused improv. So we And we do long form improv where you sort of get one suggestion um, and then you go for like 30 minutes or 50 minutes um, off that one suggestion. Um, but there's also lots of other forms of improv like things that people might have heard of like theatre sports or just kind of like whose line is it anyway which is also a very um uh long-standing tradition of improv um where you play sort of games exciting so cool and there's been a real like i don't know if you call it a mainstream moment but like that the netflix recently the thomas middleditch 
yeah. and Ben Schwartz. Like yeah. I feel like it, I feel like long form improv's like the next the, the thing. big thing. Yeah. yeah. It, yeah. it was huge in America. I mean it's been interesting. The pandemic has kind of crushed it a little bit. Oh. Um, because obviously it relies heavily on live audiences. Mm-hmm. Um in America, it was, it's very big. And everyone who's like an actor or a comedian does um, improv usually at um, Upright Citizens Brigade UCB or at IO yeah. Chicago, formerly, mm. which has closed now. So with you did mention Big Fork. Yes. So what is its aim at the moment in terms of uh, the venue you guys are wanting to do and the funding and whatnot? Yeah. So um, I'm a director of Big Fork Theatre. So we're an improv company here in Brisbane and we have been going since I would say, I think it was 2015 is when we first started. Um, and uh, we have basically, for that whole time, we've run classes and shows, long form style improv um, comedy and one of our goals the whole time has been to open our own space and to actually have a home for theatre comedy improv theatre in Brisbane um an actual theatre um because uh if you you guys are from Brisbane (laughs) uh, you probably know the struggle which is that um in Brisbane there's very few small to medium-sized theatres that you can even hire Mm -hmm. um there's very few uh, sort of spaces that are appropriate for doing shows um, that are like affordable and accessible to independent um, groups and independent companies. So uh, there's been some really wonderful places open up recently, like Backdoor Arts, which is in the Valley, um, but there's still very limited amounts of those places. So we've also been inspired by the American sort of um, comedy theatres, which again, sadly, many of them have closed due to the pandemic, but mm. um, basically wanting to run shows every week we at the moment hire spaces to do that um but it'll be so much more um, possible to run more shows and the kinds of shows we want in our own space um running you know improv comedy multiple nights a week and building up a community through that Mm. and i and i think with making sure it's hard like going back to like different theater venues and whatnot and not saying that one particular spot Mm -hmm. because you want to make sure it's accessible for everybody Mm -hmm. really exactly Exactly. that's right yeah and also making building the brand and i think that's the other the other part um which thank you for leading into that (laughs) because (laughs) one of the things we're doing at the moment is this fundraiser which is to make the theater space that we're building accessible um for people with disability particularly but basically accessibility is about saying like this space can we make sure that pe- everyone can access it and use it? And um, one of the things that is extra challenging, even if you can find a space, a small to medium space in Brisbane, a very few of those spaces, especially if they're going to be affordable or bars or whatever, are actually accessible. Uh, so literally, like some of them have just heaps of stairs. And there's also other factors, things like signage and um, bathrooms and things like that, that are just barriers that don't need to be there mm. and then the other thing is for people disabled performers as well um, there's uh, those stages in Brisbane that you can be a disabled performer and perform on um, but there's not that many of them that are again small to medium size and accessible for independent performers and creators. How do you go about piecing a show together is, is there a method to it? Um, yeah like there's heaps of different ways to do it um, basically I guess as an improviser the thing that I find so exciting and fun about improv is that you never know what's going to happen. Um, and so every time you step on stage, you know, you have no idea what could happen, um, which is really fun. It sounds scary, but it's genuinely extremely fun. Um, and uh, so what a lot of the time you'll do for a long form show, which is the kind of shows that we do, is that you'll get um, sort of an offer from the audience at the beginning and that'll sort of spark off ideas in your mind. And um, we call it uh, getting an inspiration from the audience so um it inspires stuff in your mind and then basically you sort of 
explore that idea or what the idea is sparked off. Um, and one of the ways you can do that is by having a structure, like a particular format or something. If anyone's a bit of a comedy nerd, they might have heard of the Herald, which is a really famous improv format, um, long form format, where you might like have a structure that you go through, um, or you might just sort of have a little bit of something at the beginning where you're doing idea generation and then you just launch in. Um, and I guess the main thing about doing a show is is just the teamwork and the trust with the group is the real key factor. Um, so the the way you make an interesting comedy show that's never been done before on the spot is you have like a group of interesting, funny people, um, <laughs> which actually everyone is. I think everyone can do it because everyone's actually got a lot going on in their old brains, uh, a lot of memories and experiences and interesting stuff to share. Did you notice that there was a bit of a gap in the Brisbane theatre market for improv when you started up Big Fork Theatre? Yeah, definitely. We we had done improv with other groups, but the kind of work we wanted to do was just not there. Yeah, we sort of felt like there was a bit of a gap because there wasn't people doing the kind of improv that we wanted to do, the kind of comedy, because we were all really inspired by UCB and um, IO in the US and some of our group had done training over there and then we went and did some more, I went and did training over there in 2014 and we were like, uh, just really wanted to do that kind of comedy and improv over here. And the other thing is we wanted to sort of build a a group from the ground up that was really focused on um, performance opportunities and creating really high quality performance and entertainment for for Brisbane um, because... I think improv is used a lot in training, right? Like for actors and stuff, people do training and it's sort of like a tool, but we also think it's an art form in of itself. And we really wanted to focus on the performance aspect of that art form and really bring it to everyone. Like, and like just do really fun stuff and have the opportunity to do like different kinds of things. And then also encourage people to perform. Like, cause we really, we really wanted to focus on like getting people excited about the idea of this kind of improv and like bringing new people in and building the community. And we started out with a group of about 10 performers in 2015 and now we have upwards of 60 performers who regularly perform with us and we've had you know hundreds of people go through our training program and stuff like that so it's really amazing to see you know like at our Christmas party last year we had like over 100 people um and it's really amazing to have see the community grow like that and and have see so many amazing people perform and earlier this year we did we ran the first Brisbane Improv Festival I'm not sure if you saw that and we had it I think we we promoted it I think we promoted it yeah we were like hey theatre house can you guys promote our festival yes I remember (laughs) doing it yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, because Brooke keeps saying yes and oh I haven't done improv in so long. All I remember is just I yes, yes and. and. It's a solid. It's a solid foundational concept. Mm. Uh, yeah, it is important. I always don't like try and say uh, it's yes and because I think sometimes yes and people are like oh you have to say yes, and you kind of it's about saying yes, but it's actually more about accepting. I think accepting is a better way to say it. Or like accepting the world that the other person has created mm. and being like yes, I agree that that's what's going on. Mm. Um, it doesn't mean you have to say yes to whatever dumb they're saying if you're not comfortable with it. Mm. But uh, you have to be like, if they're like, we're on the moon, you're you're on the moon, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but that doesn't mean you have to be like, yes, we're on the moon and I'll do anything you say, you know. <laughs> which I think sometimes people get the impression that that's what it is, which um, mm. it isn't. I just want to mention the Brisbane Improv Festival. Yes, yes that's what so, we're talking about. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Um, I'm but, distracting. Yeah, the, one, the wonderful Theatre House did promote our Brisbane Improv Festival, which is the first time we've run a festival, um, mm. ran it in February. And it was just an example of the amazing community coming together because we had 20 shows, like 20 different shows, and most of those were from people who had who put them on, who rehearsed, organised the shows themselves. Um, there was heaps of really interesting different kinds of stuff, like that 
you'd never have seen before in Brisbane. Um, things like there was a show that was called The Untitled Relationship Experiment, which was just about exploring queer female relationships. And there was um, Improv in Colour, which was a show um, created and organised by our um, improvisers of colour. There was over 100 people at every show for four nights, three shows a night. And there's just... Like we were blown away by the support and the amazing community that we've been able to build and that people have been drawn to. Like, because that's really the thing about Big Fork. There's like five directors of the co-op, and you know we we sort of organise stuff, but it really is the community that mm. is the foundational thing, which yeah. has been amazing. What do you think are the misconceptions of improvisation? Yeah, I guess the main thing people like think about improv is that it's just like unbearably annoying (laughs) (laughs) that the people who do improv which is like you know we are a little bit annoying but um as as you know all performers are uh but we we are a little bit annoying because of the positivity aspect I think people think that's sort of like we're just like a bunch of like people who are just like yes everyone's friends yes and (laughs) everyone's friends never give up and or they think it's really cheesy um or they think it's really um difficult I think those are the main things like either they think it's cheesy and lame or it's they think it's difficult like stand-up comedy comedians uh think that improv is not real comedy and it's like not all stand-ups. Not, there's many wonderful stand-ups <laughs> who don't not care. Hashtag not all stand-ups. <laughs> <laughs> there's many wonderful stand-ups who see the value of it. Mm. But I think there's a uh, – one of my co-directors, Chris, has a show called Stand-Up versus Improviser, which is kind of like a roast of the idea that, you know, com- like there's different types of comedy and they're comedian- competing to be the best, which oh. is obviously very silly. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's the kind of like idea that improv is like really silly or um, cheesy or that it's like – um, really difficult and I think the thing about improv uh, it's really what you make it and I think like it's difficult in the sense that you have to be willing to challenge yourself to do something uncomfortable but if you're willing to try and fail and do something a little uncomfortable which is out of your comfort zone which is for most people getting up on stage and not knowing what you're going to say pretty much anyone can really do a good job at it and if you're willing to sort of be vulnerable in that way and like accept it, like you can do it, you can be funny, you can you can actually really easily perform a show. Um, I think that's the thing about improv as well is like it's it doesn't have to be very complicated, and that's the kind of improv that we like is we do improv that's just about basically setting people up to to improvise, and that's what long form is. Like you know you don't get a lot of suggestions; it's not very complicated. Mm. You just are there to see what flows out of people's minds and experience the fun of spontaneity. Um, And uh, yeah, it's, it's, I think those sort of misconceptions uh, come from a place where I understand where they come from. You know, they're like all, all improv is, is whose line is it anyway? And Mm. it's only for really confident people who are cheesy. But Mm. I think that is definitely not um, what we think it is. It's for us, it's like a really accessible comedy art form where you can be really funny perform shows um you don't have to be like able to learn a bunch of lines you don't have to be able to commit weeks and weeks of your time anyone can do it yeah that's the real fun thing about improv it's a very accessible art form and i think it's like it's it's really funny as well like hysterically funny <laughs> can be funnier than, no offense to stand-ups but can be definitely be funnier than stand-up it's <laughs> yeah. like that element of the audience, it's like that mystery. The audience don't know what's going to happen, yeah. but the performers don't really know either. Like, it's, yeah. it's quite funny, though, because then you can see the surprise in their reactions. They're so like, yes, we are going to do this. Yeah. <laughs> and that you can just really get to a really, like, hysterically funny place where, because everyone knows how you've gotten there together, like, it just it just gets, like, really, really fun. Like, And I think that's the really a key thing for us at Big Fork is that we really want to have 
everyone have a good time. Like we want the performers to be having fun. We want the audience to be having fun. And we want, if you go to a big show, we want it to just be like, have been a really fun time for you. <laughs> like, mm. I think that's what comedy should be really yeah. about. Enjoyable. That sounded really, I was like, yeah, enjoyable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't have any zazz to that. Yeah, yeah it's enjoyable. Like you're just sinking it in. It's like, yes. Yeah. It's something that I'm the but yes. Yeah. So, <laughs> yes, so I like to be enjoyed. I know. That's not what I meant. I like to enjoy. <laughs> I got Enjoying there in the end. I got there. I like to be enjoyed. No. <laughs> I mean, I guess so. I guess I do comedy, so I do have a need to be liked. That is true. What a fun, yeah. fun realm. <laughs> We're going down like a can, like a can of worms. Like, so what does it mean to be liked? Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> how much how much approval do you seek uh, from others, hmm. including strangers? <laughs> <laughs> no. Yes. Well, any any comedian is like desperate for approval. That's. Uh, I mean. Yeah. Not to be. I it's I, I, I may be tiring all the other lovely comedians with with the with a brush, but definitely uh, I feel like part of it is wanting. I mean. You gotta have a particular approach to be like, I'm gonna stand in front of a group of strangers and I really mm. want them to like me so much that they all laugh. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> yeah. Well, I had a, a bit of a bit of a cue. Beyond obviously being able to if someone stuffed up their lines on stage and you being able to pick up the bat, what other skills can a performer pick up from improv that translates to the rest of their like not necessarily just acting, but to their other creative realms? Yeah, totally. We have lots of um, people who do improv um, who are like actors and, and other types of performers. I think the main thing that it can really give you is a bit of freedom in terms of like like you mentioned, like the confidence to know that even if something goes not as you expect, that you are going to be okay and it's not going to be a disaster or the end of the world you know and that's the kind of thing that comfort with the potential for failure and even just literally being in an improv class and experiencing you know scenes that are like don't go right or like you forget what you're saying in the middle of a scene or (laughs) Mm. someone does something weird and you're just like I'm blank what's going on experiencing that is kind of like also helps you become more resilient in those situations you know so Mm. we've had people say things like about how it um, can really help you when you're like in, in a work context so if you have to present or if you have to if you have like a high pressure situation mm-hmm. um being able to sort of feel a little bit comfortable with the potential for failure or accepting that you, it is unknown what will happen like that is the thing that improv can really help with because you really ah. practice being in that space because you always have the potential for failure and you always don't know what's going to happen so you sort of just by doing improv you are in that space on a regular basis and you get comfortable with it and it's not as big a deal you know it's not as big a deal because you've experienced it you've been in the place I think that's the main thing that it can be helpful for people also have said that it can be helpful for other types of things like you know social anxiety and stuff some people have expressed that personally they've found it helpful I don't think it's Improv is not therapy, uh, but people have certainly found it helpful for things like confidence and stuff like that. I love yeah. it. Well, I was going to say, for you personally, you like starting improv and like mm-hmm. how you get an interest from it, was it daunting at first when you first discovered improv? Like, how did that go for yourself? Well, I am a huge comedy nerd. So I've been a comedy nerd since I was a teenager. So I love comedy. And I always was interested in comedy Um, and I had never really considered improv that much until I started reading about, um, like many people, Tina Fey and Amy Poehler, like their stories about doing improv. And then I started sort of looking more into it and I found some improv classes in Brisbane and I was just really keen to do comedy and perform but I I also knew that I'm really bad at learning lines and I'm terrible at at that. I just am, it's just not a strength. (laughs) 
It's really not a strength. Um, if I've written them myself, it's a little bit easier, but even then. Um, so I was like, oh, how am I going to do comedy and perform if I have this problem with lines? And then I found there was improv classes in Brisbane and I just went along and did one. And um, I don't know, it was it was really fun. It was I think it was just like, I was a bit nervous. I was nervous because of you know, social anxiety and the awkwardness. But I was just really excited to do something like that, like to perform. So it really pushed me over the edge of like not being too worried about being nervous. We did a graduation show where we did some like theatre sports stuff and uh, people laughed and I was just like, well, this is amazing. Hit the big time. <laughs> I love Let this. us think <laughs> no, yeah. it. No, I was just like, it was just like just a tiny crowd of people who were just like laughing at my stupid mm-hmm. like improv and I was like, this is the greatest feeling on earth. <laughs> So yeah, now I became addicted to the uh, to that to that energy. So I just I just really love performing and I love love that. So for me, it's like it's always been something that is really fun. Um, you do go up and down, obviously, as you learn more. You're like, oh no, I'm terrible, and then you get over that. Um, but yeah, it, it it was it was a little daunting, but then I was just so excited to to perform mm. that I I didn't really find it that scary after that. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> it's not as scary as you think it's going to be. Like it's right. it's it's fun. I feel like. Yeah, I think it's the the lead up to it is what's yeah, so nerve wracking. But as soon as you start, mm-hmm. all the nerves go, and you're mm-hmm. just somehow into it already. And it's yeah. like, it just goes, flow. It just it flows. Mm-hmm. That's right. It's like a nature like that. Yeah. So just it goes naturally. But yeah, I think that's the the most nerve wracking people. Yeah, I think make. it's more stressful before you start. Yeah. Like any performance is like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but. Um, improv can be like that as well. But uh, you know, once you start hearing it, you know, you're just in it. You just in go the for moment. it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I wanted to know a bit more about the the class situation mm-hmm. for the for the up and comers. What's the go there? How does that work? So we um, we run improv classes that are sort of um, structured to sort of introduce people to improv and then sort of take them through a bunch of improv skills. So we have like four courses that are called improv foundations. Mm-hmm. Um, so improv. It starts with Improv Fundamentals, which is uh, basically just an intro to improv. Um, our classes are all six weeks long um, and uh, it's like three-hour classes. So you sort of get to know the group that you're with and um, get to know the teacher and you basically learn the basics of improv in that first class. And then we have three follow-up classes, the scene, characters and the group mind, which sort of take you through um, the basic sort of skills that you need to do long-form improv or improv with us, like the kind of improv that we like to do. And... Uh, yeah, the the classes are really fun. I taught group mind last semester. I think I'm teaching a fundamentals class this semester, this term, sorry. Um, and it's really fun to, I think the class is really, especially the intro class is just really focused on like having fun and trying stuff. And then at the end of that first class, we do a graduation show if people are keen, um, which is a really fun opportunity to see what it's like to perform as well. And if you're like me, become hooked immediately and never stop. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, it's a really fun way to... Uh, I guess it's sort of experience a little taste of the whole sort of uh, spectrum of, of what improv has to offer. That's so cool. What would you be your one piece of advice you would give to people who would love, who would be interested in learning, either learning about improv or maybe watch improv? What would be your biggest take on um, advice? Well, I think you should just do it. Like mm-hmm. um, our improv shows, uh, we do improv shows every Thursday and Friday. Uh, the tickets are pretty cheap, like $15. Um and uh, you should just give it a go. Like, it might not be for you. You might enjoy watching it. Um, if you want to try improv, I think you should just try it. If you have the interest in it, you should give it a go. Um, we run regular free dis- what we call discover improv sessions so people can sort of have a little dip their toe in improv. Mm-hmm. But it's genuinely fun. Like, if you're after something to do, like, if you're like, 
interested in improv, doing a fundamentals class, doing a little intro class or trying out one of our Discovers um, is a really fun way to see if you enjoy it and it's a really safe and comfortable way to explore it. Um, And I think if you're interested, you should just try it because there's no rules about who can or can't do improv and I definitely am of the firm view that anyone can do it if you are willing, as I said before, to like be a bit vulnerable and fail and try, you know, and give it a crack. Anyone can really do it. And the other final thing I'll say is that everyone is funny and interesting. You've lived your whole life. You know, you have experienced all the things you've experienced. So you genuinely do have something to offer um, as long as you're willing to be vulnerable enough to offer it, you know. Yeah. Um, like everyone's funny as well. Like people are like, oh, you have to be funny to blah. I'm like, no. Like some people obviously are like, you know, more of a jokester in their regular life. But everyone has the capacity to be humorous and be funny um, and to contribute to something funny. So we did this exercise in the Discover Improv course, which I've run a few times recently, where people just sit in front of the class and talk as themselves. We just talk about, have a normal conversation with the other person. And they are, are always nervous that they're not going to have anything to say, but they always have something to say and they're always funny and they're always interesting. Yeah. Um, I've never seen a conversation that wasn't. and I've done many of those classes. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think it's just, yeah, be confident. Have Yeah, back yourself. You can do it. Yeah. Just do it. You just need to break that wall and just go for just it. Go for, exactly. Yeah. Just go for it, man. Like, it sounds it. like a lot of fun too. Like it sounds mm. like obviously you have to have the, the nerves at the start, but I feel like the payoff would be enormous. Mm. It is fun. Worth it. It's really – look, the yeah. thing about improv is that it is fun because the thing is like you're basically playing – with other adults like you're making stuff up you know when you're a kid you play you know imaginary games with your friends or by self or whatever making up stories and stuff like that it's the same as that like you just get to sort of relax and let let your brain go to places that it wants to go and um just sort of play and have fun and, and follow the interesting things and follow the things that are like fun for you and the other people and you're never alone in improv either. Everyone, you're always with people and they always have your back. Love yeah. the advice. Uh, Spe- speaking of playing and having fun, <laughs> we do have a little improv game for you. Oh, fun. <laughs> so we were going to give you three words as a bit of a prompt uh-huh. and then you can do what you want with it. What do you, by myself? Or are you guys going <gasps> to do it with me? Should we? I'm good. No, I can give you. I can no, give you the fine. words. We can, we can just we just say yes and. It's just, you just yes and. The problem is, guys, that improv. I'm. I mean, I, I guess I can improvise by myself, but um. We can do it. Come on, Chelsea. We can do it. Okay, we'll do, do it. it. <laughs> yes, and. But like, can you can you like hold our hand? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Okay. No, we'll get. To <laughs> we'll do. We'll do a, we'll do a little. We do a little scene. Yeah. yeah. A three word inspiration. Yeah. Let's go. Okay. The three words. Coconut, hairdresser. Graffiti. Mm, okay. Welcome to my uh, my coconut hairdressing graffiti studio. I'm just kidding. Um, my <laughs> name's Bob. Welcome to my um my barber shop. Are you both here for a haircut? Oh, well, Brooke is. Yeah, no, it's gotten to be too long. Yeah, well, you know what, mate? Look, I I respect you and what you've done with your hair. You look good. Honestly, you look good. Oh, now, I, all, I respect that. I've got a bit of an unusual technique here at my barbershop, Bob's Barbershop. I do get a half a coconut. Oh, I put that oh. on top of your head and then I just chop around the bottom. Is that what you're after? Oh, I yeah, think no, that's, that's, what, you're that's after. what the review said online. Yeah, yeah. it's just yeah. a solely a coconut cut shop situation. And what's yeah. with the graffiti as well? Uh, it's more of just a vibe. You know, I'm, I'm actually a graffiti artist. Oh, good On vibe. the side. Yeah. It's not, you know, no one else will let me do it except 
So I have to just do it in my own shop. Yeah. As you can see up here on the wall, it just says Bob. That's my name. Yes. Yep. Bob's your name. Bob. That's, um, a, no- that's a nice sign though. Yeah. Yeah, it says <laughs> Bob. Expensive. I would say I've written Bob on this wall upwards of 40 times. Yeah. If you can spot them all, wow. you get a 10% discount on the coconut hairdo. Well, Brooke, oh, you go you do your uh, fabulous hairstyle I'll and, see, I'll yeah. ca- and I'll find the bobs up there. <laughs> I've, I've got seven. If you start at the top, you get seven. Seven? You look up there, you go okay. from seven. You do your thing and I'll look up. So the haircut. Okay. So you're well, just down. Well, look, I, there's not really a lot of options. As I, I trust said you. It's just the coconut only option. Um, coconut. Some people say to me, Bob, you've got... You've got a razor thingy, you've got a shaver. Is, what's that for? And I'm like, that's only for the underneath the coconut. That's <laughs> it. I can't shave your whole head. That would be <laughs> against the spirit of Bob's shop. Can I have a coconut-coloured hairdo too? No. Just the shape. Just the cut. Just the cut. The coconut coconut cut. <laughs> coconut cut. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, cut. technically <laughs> coconuts can be a range of colours, so you already really have a coconut hair colour. Like as long as coconut. it's from green to brown in along that range or white. You know, it's already oh. coconut coloured, so. I've Look got ten bobs so far. Ten bobs. Keep counting. Keep counting the bobs. That's very important. I want the discount. Uh, all right. Just uh, just sit you in the chair. Oh, that's a lot shorter than I thought it was going to be. Oh. And we're done. Thoughts? Uh, I've got on a coconut a, head. It looks like you've got a little... Honestly, it looks like you've got a tiny little wig sitting on the top of your bald head. I think it looks good. That's the only haircut I do. Maybe so. this is the new look I needed. Yeah, I think I've so. got 30 bobs and oh keep my going, goodness. Keep going, keep going when you're oh. 40. Look at oh. your hair. Oh my gosh, your hair. What? Looks like a bob. Hey. Well, yeah, a bob, a bob. Right, yeah. Right. And scene. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's the end of that scene. Yeah. Oh my See, God. I feel like improv, it, you know, sometimes it works and sometimes you, uh, for some reason, decide to be a man called Bob. Yeah. <laughs> And and then was that was fun. <laughs> I was like, "How am no, I doing?" No. <laughs> you guys did a great we job. I just, did, I just yes. bullied you into doing that, so you did a great job. Yeah, I like fun. looking at the bobs and counting them. <laughs> you, do, you do your thing, and I'll look at the bobs up there. <laughs> anyway, I did just bully you guys into doing that, so I think you did a wonderful job. No, we appreciate that. It's all literally we listened to all this advice, and we're like, "No, we can't do it." Mm-hmm. <laughs> but no, we have to throw ourselves into the. And deep that was end. fine. I've you got know, the endorphins good. going now. You're I'm excited. like, "Okay, here we go, round two. And honestly, you know what? Mm. I mean, Bob Bob seems like a sad guy. I'm Bob. glad that you accepted his haircut offer because I feel like he would have otherwise just had no customers because what oh. a terrible product was he offering, honestly. <laughs> Lots of love It was like Bob. in um, Ned's Declassified Coconut Head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was a legend. I wonder oh. what he's up to. It's very oh, true. Golly goodness. Yeah. Now, with the Big Fork Theatre, yes. where can people uh, source out information about more opportunities for Big Fork? Um, basically, at the moment, uh, you guys can follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Big Fork Theatre. Um, or on Instagram, Big Fork Theatre. And it's Big Fork Theatre, so like the implement, the eating implement. So mm-hmm. like a giant fork and knife situation. Um, and the other thing that we're doing at the moment is we have a fundraiser running um, for our new space. Mm-hmm. Um, Give the deeds. Yeah, to make it. <laughs> to fundraise. Because we're, we're, we're a not-for-profit. We're like a cooperative not-for-profit. And we've been saving up a lot of money to 
make our dream a reality of opening our own space. But mm. there is still a lot of costs involved. So one of the things that we are doing at the moment is we were lucky enough to get a grant from um, Plus One, which is a program from the Australian Cultural Fund. Wow. We were matching every donation dollar for dollar to our crowdfunder. Oh, which oh wow. Is, which is for the accessibility stuff that we were talking about. So making the new theatre accessible mm-hmm. um, up until $10,000. So if we can raise $10,000, they'll give us $10,000 basically. Wow. Um, yeah, so we our, our you can see the details. Um, you can go to the Australian Cultural Fund and search for Big Fork or mm-hmm. you can go to bit.ly slash Big Fork Access Fundraiser. And uh, if you want to make a donation, it's tax deductible and every dollar is matched. Mm-hmm. Um, so really appreciate your support. We're about 60% of the way there and we've got three weeks yes. left to go. Wow, so well awesome. done. And of, we'll obviously, um, obviously the listeners are like, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> I'm not done yet. Bit.ly will- forward slash Big Fork Accessibility. <laughs> we big will Fork put Access Fundraiser. Access Fundraiser. We'll yeah. put the link in our show notes as well. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, we'll put it in the notes for yeah, you. Yeah. So no stress and whatnot. And we, uh, yeah, and we have a shows every week as well in Brisbane. So if you're in Brisbane, nice. check us out. We got shows every Thursday and Friday, and we're a part of the Anywhere Theatre Festival as well this year. So we're doing awesome. two shows in the Anywhere Theatre Festival. So Fabulous. Much there actually. Yeah. Busy bees. We asked this question to all of our guests at the end: Where do you call home, or where is home for you? Because like playhouse, the home theatre, blah blah blah. Yeah. Um. Well, I think. I mean, like the immediate thing that I think of is that like Brisbane is my hometown. Mm-hmm. Like, um, and that's one of the things that I'm very passionate about is that Brisbane is like a place that is really awesome and has a lot of creative potential. So I think at the moment, because we don't have a permanent space, like I guess it's sort of like a metaphorical home. Like Big Fork is definitely a sort of home creative space for me. Like that's the main place that I make work and I do stuff. And that's sort of, I guess Brisbane is like a real core part of Big Fork as well and like being in Brisbane and feeling confident in the ability for Brisbane artists and creators to find a, a sustainable audience in Brisbane is something that we really strongly believe in, obviously, because we want to open the space here. Um, and it's something that is really uh, important to us. So I guess when I think about my home space, it's it's Big Fork Theatre, but it's also really grounded in this city, Brisbane. So yeah. Mm. Honestly, thank you so much for coming into the podcast as well and especially talking all about improv and the importance of it and yeah. everything about Big Fork and we're so excited yeah. for this whole funding yes. and whatnot yeah. for this when we have, venue. When we have more details, we will send them over. We'll share them with you, yeah. our friends over here at Theatre House. But um, we thank you for having us on. I really appreciate it. I'm just very excited to talk about something I'm very passionate about. So thank you so much. Thank you, Rosa. Cheers. Thank you. Thank you so much. If our amazing improv attempts have gotten you in the mood for some more of the yes, and, goodness, Rosa and the rest of Big Fork Theatre are presenting In the Dark at the Spring Hill Reservoir Ooh. on the 21st and 22nd of May. Don't forget that their accessibility fundraiser also ends at the very start of these performances. It's very exciting. Very exciting. Now, Brisbane is a city filled with iconic venues. Brooke, what would you say are some of your most culture-filled historic venues around Brizzy? Can you think of any? Culture-filled, historic venue. Does QPAC count? That's it like, does count. It's, it's really well known. When I first like moved to Queensland, I, that was the only place I knew about in Brisbane. Mm. So I'm going to say QPAC. What about yeah. you? Cloudland. The more you know. The more you know. See, I'm, I'm just not a, 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 bris, a Brizzy gal, so it's like I've heard of Cloudland, but like 
Because when I came here, I knew nothing about it, though. Oh, yeah, you're not from here either. No, I'm from New Zealand. Look at us, making it big in the city. Clownland is deeply ingrained in Brizzy's history and has played host to so many cultural iconics, or icons, you could say, that musicals have been written about. It's only fitting that there's now a musical about Cloudland itself. Oh, Cloudland the Musical is a chronicle journey based on the real-life stories from the acts, musicians, dancers and staff at Cloudland, interwoven with the story of a typical suburban Aussie family. It features music from the Bee Gees, the Angels, Buddy Holly and more. It's touring west to the Ipswich Civic Centre on the 15th of May and up north to the Events Centre Caloundra on the 22nd of May. Driving into the powerhouse is Brizzy's playwright, Maxine Meller, latest show of Horizon. Woo-woo. Horizon tells the story of a young couple hitting the highway in search of an uncomplicated life. However, when an old mixtape blasts an echo from the past, their future seems further away than the horizon. Herald as a high-octane... Adrenaline rush of sweat, grit and danger. This show tears through the stage from the 19th to the 29th of May. You kept saying Horizon. Do you know that song from Lord of the Rings? And it's like, what can you see on the horizon? Do you know it? I mean, I should, but I don't. Oh, no, I only know it because they played it at my year 12 graduation 700 years ago. But every time you're saying Horizon, my brain's going, on the horizon. That's the thing. Into, into the West, I think that's what it's called. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> into the West. Anywho, we love solving a good old murder mystery over at the Playhouse, don't we, Chels? Oh, for sure. We've solved, solved a couple murders together. Have we? <laughs> no. no, I was going to say, no, we haven't. No, we're supposed to say yes and. Yes and. Moving on, over on the north side at the Brendale Brewing Company, Inside Out are presenting their interactive murder mystery, Murder at the Needle and Threat. It is January 1927 and in the sleepy southern town of Mooresville, Alabama. Alabama. Mooresville, Alabama. Nothing usually happens. <laughs> what would happen if I did accents for every Playhouse pick? It, 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 would, be, it would be something to listen to. It'd be good practice. Until recently. Wait, sorry, sorry, sorry. Let's rephrase that. Nothing much happens in Mooresville, Alabama. Oh, my god! Until recently, that is. Yeah! <laughs> Sorry again for the earphone users. This one-night-only event is on the 20th of May. And don't forget that all the information for today's Playhouse picks and juicy links. Juicy links? Juicy links will be in the show notes. Yeah! <laughs> I liked what... Rosa said about making sure improv and like the big thought with how they're trying to get their venue together more accessible. Yes, so yeah. important. Because obviously with theatre, we want to make sure it's more inclusive and accessible for mm-hmm. everyone. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's something that needs to be more exposed. Yes. And I, I like what she said of we want it to be accessible. Yeah, audience and performers. Yeah, definitely. And I feel like, yeah, with some like theatre groups and whatnot, everyone's all over the place. They don't have their own home spot, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which I think this is why this kind of fundraising is so important. I feel like we, we should actually get into improv, Chelsea. I feel like we'd be good at it. It's well, got like, me, we'd be have fun. got me in the groove of it a mm. little bit, even though I was kind of looking at the wall and thinking of like counting the, how many bobs I saw. <laughs> 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 kind of like a, of a side supporter, really, of just, yes, I'm counting all these bobs here. You let you do your thing. <laughs> yeah. That'd be so much fun. Anywho, speaking of fun, yes. what a fun episode. Time to go. Now, 
Call to action. Theatre House is always looking for theatre lovers, volunteers, etc. to join the team if you want to have some fun. We have some marketing positions, some admin, writing, reviewing. Yeah, come and join a collective bunch of like-minded, super fun <coughs> housemates and get some great experience in the arts and media world. If you would like to join the Theatre House team, head on over to our website, www.theatrehousehaus.com. Visit the Move In page under the About Me section. All the deets are there. Or you can email hello at theatrehousehaus.com. Hello. The Theatre House team is enormous. It's so big. We're part of it. Yeah, well, that's when I, when I used to read the read the website, I, I never realised how many people it took to make it yeah. happen, which makes me feel like a silly goose now. Uh, All right, well, it's time, it is time to go. We need a hint. I want a hint. Oh, we're going to give a hint for our next guest. Okay. Now, dancer, choreographer, mm. that's all you need to know. Mm-hmm. All right, we're going now. Bye. Bye. What we do here is go back, 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 back. And we're back. And we're back with another episode of Wait, Bros. wait, 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 James, James. They might not know who we are yet. Oh, right. This is a promo. Well, I'm James. And I'm Matt. And together, we're the Bros and Brews podcast. We're coming at you every week with Worldly Discussions, an Art Meets Life Questions podcast. What three albums would you take to a deserted island? How comfortable are you with sex and sexuality? Is it ethical to have children? What actually makes a great actor? We use our personal experiences, the craft of acting, and pop culture as a springboard to discuss everything. From uncomfortable truths, demonised issues, and problems often swept under the rug. But don't worry. We have fun along the way. Come join us for our weekly check-in. And we'll see you next time. Peace!